we hope to take people in the future workplace and to get their unique skills. I really love the notion of boundary management and helping some of the people to detach from work. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode number four on the World of Work podcast of The Wow. Those were the voices of the guest speakers of this very special live session. The voices of Bilge Apak and Alexandra Ola Potrikus. I know I'm still pronouncing her name wrong and she will forgive me for that. So as I was saying, we had a live event and it was on April 22nd. It was an hour and a half, lots of participation. And, and the topic was shaking up the world of work and kind of what happens when the hours meet the shakers. So I decided to divide this episode into three digestible parts. Let's tune into part one where we get to hear more about the stories of Bilge and Ola, how their world of work has changed and how they pivoted as well their careers from working in Mondelez and then creating their own organization called We Went, and also creating a very interesting movement called Shake Up the Workplace. But let's, let's tune in and let's find out a little bit more. Alex. <laughs> Alexandra Potrykos, hi everybody, nice to meet you. <laughs> and, and my name is Bilge Apak. And Bilge Apak, so they, mm-hmm. they met in Mondelez, they have a corporate uh, background, and then they pivoted and changed careers already, was it four or five years ago? Yeah, we started six years ago, but left the corporate and went in 2018. 2018, and 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 they're co-founders of a company called We Went and uh, Shake Shake Up the Workplace, and and therefore let's let's start the conversation, getting to know Ola and Bilge a little bit better, and then we would really like to get your comments, your questions, um, have a bit of movement and debate, even if it is in a 2D virtual uh, setup. So who, who would like to start, either Bilge or Ola, in terms of how, again, you know, the season two is about pivoting careers, it's about embracing multiple professions. How has your world of work changed in the course of these these years? Wow, <laughs> that's a lot of questions. But it is a while, <laughs> yes. That's, <laughs> that's what it's First of all, hi everyone, um, and we're happy to be with Paula actually face to face today. That's why you would see my eyes sometimes moving <laughs> in different directions. I'm looking directly at Paula then. Um, yeah, we we built uh, WeVent, uh, which is an uh, upskilling platform. We bring together providers of business coaches, trainers, and facilitators uh, who are freelancing, yeah? they, who draw their own path, that they know their expertise at this, and they want to help other companies. So we are basically enabler of this network, talent network, to, to, to the companies. And before we switched to this, we were in uh, Mondelez. Uh, many of you can relate with the products of Oreo, Milka, and so on. That's where we met each other with Ola. And I'm very happy to be here today with her. This is, I think, the first podcast that we are together. And uh, you might see that how actually it, how important it is to have a right teammate and partner while you are on a big mission. I don't know if this is enough to answer, but I just want to also give some words to Ola before we continue. Uh, absolutely. Well, maybe a little bit uh, your background, where you're from. Uh, Thanks for yeah. <laughs> You know, just, just to get a little bit the comfortable. <laughs> In the meantime, uh, welcome Monica, great to see you as well. And Josefina, hi, it's been like too long, but anyway, <laughs> wonderful to see you. 
So I'm originally Turkish and I moved to Munich in 2007, that's where I met Ola. And uh, 2010 I moved to Zurich, still in the same company, so after 10 years of being in corporate environment, we said, okay, let's shake things up. <laughs> okay. And uh, the other shaker, Ola. The other shaker. Hi, everybody. Really nice to see everybody. It's a, it's a very inclusive podcast, I have to say. <laughs> Seeing everybody on the other side, that's, that's a nice experience. I'm Alexandra Ola, uh, originally from Poland, have been in Switzerland for more than 12 years. And uh, you know already from Bilge, we started in a corporate environment. We called it family and home for a while, but uh, at some point uh, heard the calling for something more. And our journey was a bit interesting as well. Maybe that's that's something that you know you don't. We didn't just jump, you know, the minute we had the idea. We actually took some time juggling the two. And uh, maybe that's. I don't know if we will get the chance to to dig into that. But one of the learnings was at some point we're really trying to juggle both the very demanding corporate jobs and building a business. And at some point we realized we are not uh, superheroes. We are just human beings. It was really, really um, draining. It was impacting health. Um, it was impacting family life. Social life was gone. And uh, after two and a half years of juggling, we decided to make a jump. And that's something maybe worth just sharing. And that's my biggest lesson of, you know, you're not a, a computer, you're not a machine, you're a human being, and you have to take care of yourself holistically. Um, and looking forward to digging into more. Let us know on the chat what's interesting. We can talk forever, but uh, would love to hear what, what helps you. Yeah, and um, so linking it to that, right, and we have seen how this, this world of work literally is going quicker than we can keep up with to a great extent. Mm -hmm. I mean, it always feels like we're running after something. It's either upskilling, reskilling, reskilling, downskilling, <laughs> you know, and, and this pace, the sense of pace, and I'm kind of linking it to what you were saying before, that, you know, realizing there comes a moment mm. where, uh, well, hold on, you, you press pause and you say what is really relevant and what's important. Perhaps sharing that story, that narrative, mm. and how you came to reach a point mm. to say, look, we've, we've learned a lot, and I'm sure you have learned a lot, contributed a lot in Mondelez, uh, I think all that you were in HR and in Bilge. I was in IT. In IT. Mm -hmm. So fantastic combination, guys, mm -hmm. by the way. Computer scientist and HR. <laughs> That's the future of humans <laughs> and companies. And um, so how, how did that come to be? Maybe, uh, Ola, we can start mm -hmm. from you in terms of after how many years then you, you, you took that decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm to pivot, but not fully, because you're still involved sure. very much into the HR world, right? The development world, the, 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 the people sure. side of the world. But. Uh, a story that uh, I think is worth sharing is firstly, I give all the credit for the idea to Bilge, and, and thanks to her, we're, we are where we are, because I was that happy corporate citizen. I called myself a corporate <laughs> soldier who, you know, imagined uh, years in corporate, working in different HR roles. I really enjoyed that life, I have to say. And then she comes, a, you know, a best friend of yours comes. We knew each other for this 10 years. She comes and she says to me, why don't we do a business together? And uh, I was like, oof, there's so much that we could risk going into business together. Our friendship, firstly. Um, True. Yeah, we've, we never worked together, you know, we are in the same office, but we've never experienced working together. That's, that's also going to be interesting. Um, 
but uh, she was very patient with me and she said, you know, give it some time, uh, have a thing. I have to, and we didn't disclose that as well, we are both mothers as well. I was pregnant when she asked me, so that was just adding an extra level of complexity, I have to say, to oof, a challenge ahead of me, not knowing what it will be uh, to be a mother, to be a corporate um, employee, and then maybe to be an entrepreneur as well. And what helped, I think, immensely is there are a lot of different opportunities uh, where you can test a bit and get out there without making the huge leap. Um, and what we did is we went to Startup Weekend. Mm -hmm. Startup Weekend is a global initiative. Uh, it also happens in Zurich, and now currently online, but also hopefully soon physically. And Startup Weekend is a weekend where you bring your idea, you validate it, you have really spent Friday, Saturday validating, building business model canvas around it, getting coached around it, and then on Sunday you're pitching your idea and you get to uh, be um, you know, judged by the jury and people vote for you. And we won the Best Pitch Award uh, in that. Wow, uh, <laughs> that's... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Kudos, really. <laughs> well done, giving me ideas too, by the way. <laughs> I was seven okay. months pregnant, so okay. I can imagine. <laughs> We were two and a half people pitching, <laughs> which was, uh, I think, a bonus <laughs> that got the attention, I'm sure. <laughs> um, the magic juice of motherhood. Um, yeah, and, and people really told us, wow, ladies, you have something to offer. Don't give up. But also very wise coaches at that time told us, ladies, don't jump immediately. You know, keep your jobs. Uh, this is your security. Keep on validating further your idea, but don't give up on it. So maybe pause here because yeah i could speak about it for a while <laughs> you want to pick up the baton from there and tell us how, it, how the story continued what was that wow idea by the way if you can disclose uh, it was oh. Vima, starting of Vima, okay. basically yes mm. um we so in my case i was in it environment working with innovation data whatnot um with, with lots of consultancy people and you know in a global team so i experienced firsthand this uh, interactions with people how to build a and and now we're we are living the reality of working in a, this remote environment which was already reality for me when i was in a global team and i could see the the things that we should fix and i couldn't stop myself okay you know i'm gonna make a jump from from this it world into human world human resources which i'm interested more in the human part of it um, so that, that's what it started basically. I said, let's do something about it. And I know who is good at it is Ola. I have to talk mm -hmm. to her and we, we should, we should get, on, get onto it. And if it's anything technical, so I have the knowledge for it as well. If you're going to build a software or if you're going to build a, a human needs, then together we would make the best team. Yeah, so we, the idea was there, we tested it and then and then, you know, we, we owned our own path. We, st we, we stayed in the corporate environment for the next two years while mm -hmm. we were building the business. And um, what we had was great support from network, people, mentors. So we, we kept our one feet in the corporate, but also we kept our radars open fully to the outside world. What's happening there? Who can help us? So we, we weren't alone. I mean, we were together, first of all, but we, were, mm -hmm. we had our encouraging husbands, which mm -hmm. is very important as well. And mm -hmm. we were surrounded by people who was ready to who were ready to help us. I think what's also worth mentioning is we are very transparent with our co corporate environment that we are doing something. And right. 
we spoke about Startup Weekend, we spoke about, you know, we got this great feedback, we want to go further, we went to Web Summit in Lisbon, people wanted to hear what did we learn from that, so, you know, it was a nice um, addition to the, you know, the regular daily job um, and the, the daily conversations we, we had in the corporate, but uh, I think we were really lucky to be supported um, in, in the culture that really said, go ahead, you know, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in the office or not. Uh, we had the flexibility a long time ago already in, in the environment we worked in. So that was an environment where this was accepted, was possible, you know, yeah. and possible. I know. I think this, that's so important, yeah. right? Because mm. I mean, uh, also in the previous episodes, there there's so many different ways of going about this, mm. right? There was, for example, Gareth. He was talking about how he's simultaneously as well. Doing, he's not only into medical affairs and medical writing, but he's also a writer himself in science fiction, um, and and he's also, I think, a martial arts fighter, etc. All of this simultaneously in parallel, but always communicating and mm. making sure that also the company is aware of that. Mm. Christina, who's on the line, right? She decided mm -hmm. on the line, not literally on the line. <laughs> <laughs> on the line in the sense uh, she's connected with us, um, decided instead to what well, was brewing, let's mm -hmm. say, the idea, mm -hmm. and then took that, that pivot and that switch. Mm -hmm. In your case, you also decided to go in parallel before doing that, but the importance of the corporate mm -hmm. environment being open enough, because yeah. uh, there's nothing to hide, right? And I think it's always a win-win also for companies to learn mm -hmm. what you can bring inside in the meantime. Correct. Uh, and, and it should be more seen as a peer-to-peer -peer partnership as opposed to an employer-employee relationship. At least that's the way I would imagine the future of work being. Sorry, but I just wanted to kind of sure. uh, emphasize that point. Maybe on, another you know. interesting fact, sorry Carla for sure. interrupting, is our organi the organi organization we are in was transforming and um, they were on, on a huge cultural shift and right. uh, transformation, I think is the right word. Um, and, and that was actually for us also an opportunity to say this is the right moment to leave because you know we had an opportunity to say hey we want to leave and, and right. that worked kind of uh, yeah. time wise so we took our time also to wait for the right moment to leave and we didn't want to just drop it and of course. We, we also loved our jobs let's be honest of course. I think we can say it honestly we really loved our jobs so it's, it took a while to, to say goodbye to it fully. <laughs> Uh, well, and it's never goodbye, uh, you know, I come from Italy, we say arrivederci, arrivederci, <laughs> we, we shall meet again, there's so many people actually on this call that I have not seen since 20 years, um, <laughs> but we, we always do meet uh, again, and so tell us about, because I was intrigued also about the title, to be honest, I, I do like language and a little bit of a linguistic, so mm -hmm. I'm picky on language, we went, we had this conversation all yes. a, a month ago. Uh -huh. I couldn't understand we and then went. Uh -huh. So maybe give us a bit the sense of where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> where are you going with we went and what's how you, you, you your new it? mission, let's say, within this humanistic but also technology-driven and digitally-driven world? And I'm, I'd be curious to, to hear. Sure. The name we went actually it came from doing things together. When you talk about an experience, when you're with your mm. team or when you're in your in, in your circle, you always say, "Hey, we went to this," 
well, going somewhere is not really now. <laughs> Together is not really we went a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> but now we use it in the notion of more, we went to future. Yeah, We, we hope to take people into the future workplace and to get there you need skills. We know that by 2024, 40% of the workforce need to upskill within six months to get there. So we, our aim is to close this gap but also bring the soft skills that are very much needed in the future. So we're focusing on the soft skills rather than really hard skills, let's say, like sales. But we are more about growth mindset, negotiation, making sense. Um, I don't know, help me, Ola. So we have like hundreds and, mm. and hundreds of different um, providers who helps with those skills or they intervene and help the companies to, to decide what is the next step for them. So this is right now very crucial and uh, this is what's going to change the workplace in the right way. If you have the right people to come in and uh, activate your learning basically because right now learning is can be done on your phone, on your right. screen as, as you wish. But is it really the learning that is activated and implemented mm -hmm. later on? So, so how, because that's a big topic now, isn't it? And uh, on the skills of the future and... I think it was it was last year. There was a webinar with the ex CEO, of, CHRO of IBM, uh, who was saying something unbelievable, which mm. is the shelf life of skills. Now you, you were saying six months to learn, but actually after six months, you relearn. <laughs> you you're redundant in those skills. You need to continue to stay, uh, continue being upskilled. Mm. Let's say mm. and. So what are, you, what are you ladies seeing there in terms of what are the, um, A, how to help mm -hmm. perhaps, but not only organizations, also individuals and people to understand what are those skills and those perhaps even natural areas where I can gravitate towards and where I know it's going to be easier for me to learn on the one mm -hmm. hand, but also the companies, how are they going about this big topic mm -hmm. on how do you manage this ambidextrous <laughs> organization on the one side you need the skills but you know after x amount of time they're already going to be not obsolete but that you need to go to the next and the next and the next version mm -hmm. i'd be curious to you're referring to the half-life of um of the skill and yes. it's uh, the skills we obtained 10 years ago That's are right. obsolete and today are, yeah. and uh, yeah you know something i learned five years will will be fully obsolete in, in the Correct. next five years so Correct. very interesting indeed there is, I mean, there is so much, and for digital skills, it's even faster. So <laughs> that's that's also a very interesting um, element to, to bear in mind. I'm just reflecting on, uh, you know, what are the hot topics we currently get uh, from organizations, and it's very very much time, this times related, you know, okay. pandemic. Um, Priorities have changed, right? For for this time, yes. suddenly there's a shift on the skills needs. If, and what are mm -hmm. they like in, in this specific time that maybe it's very contextualized, mm -hmm. I get it, but mm -hmm. I'd, I'd be curious to... It, it's more towards how do you enable remote work? What do you need? Okay. You need more communicate, different communication skills than what you would need for face-to-face. -face. So it's uh, towards communication skills, how, how do you manage your time? Uh, and big one is resilience. How do you stay resilient? Because you have now too many things to juggle. Yeah. Jug, uh, mm -hmm. juggle. So these are these are the top three that comes to my mind. But then there's also this digital fluency. How mm -hmm. do you 
uh, keep learning because uh, yeah you need to also do it online now you are not only uh, mm -hmm. at work and you have all the equipment you need in the office but you now you need to also shift to different tools to continue the collaboration and innovation with your team so raise your hands out there if you're interested because i am but mm -hmm. i don't want to be asking all the questions <laughs> how <laughs> so raise your hands because we can see we can see you or just do sunita you really are enjoying your day i can see <laughs> it, is, it is blue sky dreaming out there uh, but <laughs> maybe sunita wants to pitch in on resilience because i think you have a good strategy on that but your topic on resilience and digital fluency um, so what I, I'm hearing is, we know it, right, these, un, these unboundaries by now uh, of our lives, <laughs> you know, fluidity has reached to the point of boundary-less type of, of ways of living and working. So in, in how people can move away from a sense of fatigue around all of this, or perhaps a sense of lack of, how can I say this, of, of feeling in control to being more in control mm. and being resilient. What would you, uh, this is by the way completely unscripted, so if you <laughs> notice they are <laughs> in a moment of, uh, of, of, of reflection, it's, mm. it's, mm. it's because these, this is very spontaneous. What are those things that you've noticed that help people currently at mm. the moment when it comes to A, you know, keeping that resilience and, and B, being able nonetheless in this liquid world to put nonetheless some sort of anchor points so mm. that they're not over flooded. Mm. Mm. Are you interested in that question? Uh, one, have, two, three. We have some. Okay. <laughs> Shall I start? Um, Thank you. We had a very interesting session last week actually on the Shake Up the Workplace community on boundary management. And, you know, I think last year we've seen a lot of organizations going into yoga classes, mindfulness, etc. And that's great, you know, that's, that's already a step forward on, on well-being and mental health. But, yeah, mental health, uh, how do we really tackle it and how do we equip ourselves, the managers, the teams, the organizations to go beyond that? And I really love the notion of boundary management and helping some of the people to detach from work because when boundaries are so blurred and they have been in the last year how do you recognize where you have to switch off and how do you find a way to switch off that works for you because there is no one size fits all that's for sure so we discussed a couple of interesting tactics the uh, the speaker who joined us actually had a very interesting tip on using a, a boundary journal where she would um, color code her calendar and uh, you know, you could say she's a workaholic, she works six days a week, uh, she's always on, always responding to emails, but actually by her journal she was flagging where she went for a run, she took time to read, in a week, you know, in the middle of the working day she was doing different uh, tactics to take care of herself. That worked for her, it wouldn't work for me because I'm a mother with a child in kindergarten, my child comes at, you know, 3.30 or 5 home and I, I need a different tactic, so my evenings are dedicated to my family and there is no work between 6 and 9 p.m. Uh, so just understanding your different tactics and, and looking at um, how you can manage your own boundaries was a 
was a very interesting thing. And I think, Bilge, you didn't cover the, the other topic that is hot, is uh, diversity, inclusion, belonging. Um, and to me, anything that touches upon uh, well-being and resilience also needs to touch the topic of um, inclusion. We have to be inclusive in, in order to support very different needs um, among our teams uh, and the people. So having that, that mindset of we are not all the same is, is really critical. That would be my two cents to the whole um, resilience topic. Uh, I can speak from my own experience because, I mean, we're not uh, <laughs> experts on resilience. Mm. We had uh, actually uh, an infographic made what can help companies to, to fight this pandemic fatigue. So there are many ideas there for companies, what they can pick up, where they can help, mm. you know, switch the budget from office services into like more house services or mm. sending food help because we're juggling between cooking, cleaning, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like 24 hours and and of, like Ola said, my son will come home at, uh, you know, at six. This is it, you know, I have time just... That's um, your boundary there. Yeah, <laughs> That's I already have, telling you a very yeah. clear anchor point. Exactly, things have to finish by six, so there's, there's no other way I can deal with that. Um, so it's very easy for me to say, even if I book some time around 12, uh, to have some peaceful lunch or go for a walk, uh, I tend to do like, I have so much to do, I'm just going to finish this and I, have, I will just take 15 minutes for food or walk. So this is wrong, obviously, <laughs> but it's an example for myself. I'm not um, looking after myself as much as I need to. So we have to be all careful, basically, and companies need to allow people to take this time off. Um, they need to be encouraging, apart from just setting up uh, sessions for yoga and so on. They need to now. They're implementing, you know, no email Fridays or no meeting Fridays. So yeah, I think it was with um, somebody, maybe with Chiara or something like that. We saw recently uh, a couple of weeks ago a post on LinkedIn: the Zoom-free Fridays, City or maybe it was with Veronica. Yes. You know, Zoom-free mm -hmm. Fridays, and we're, we're like, oh, okay. Uh, mm -hmm. It was taken a bit ironically, quite frankly, because it was, it's not necessarily about having a a day for you of a Zoom call, um, but but it's more, I think to your point, it's mm. it's not a one-size-fits-all, but it's like, how do you tap in, how do you check in genuinely with mm. people to see how they are, where they're at. I've, I've had some people contacting me and asking me, well, how can I make sure the team is productive? Mm. And I'm like, ooh, that's a, you know, first check how they're doing, <laughs> as individuals, yeah. first, because everybody... You may have the kid coming in at six, and that's already the call saying, you know, mm -hmm. that's my boundary. Or, or plenty of other situations that uh, you never know where people are, are at. Um, and by the way, if anybody wants to pitch in on this topic of, of resilience, I do know there are quite a few gurus out there as well. That I'm not going to call out on you, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I will let you feel comfortable if you do want to share some, some, some tips on... On, on maintaining a sense of well-being. I think that's also, because I think the word resilience automatically implies a struggle mm. towards something. Mm -hmm. Or whereas feeling good and comfortable in, a, in almost like a serene mm. manner 
is less is less how can I say has less the sense of mm-hmm. I gotta be resilient and to it. But again, words like, work for different you know different words yes, work for different people. Different, yes. I I really am happy that we talk about mental health much more in the workplace now, and there are organizations that are really shaking things up, uh, bringing mental health topics to. To the workplace, uh, you know, and I think prevention here is, is something really important as well. Uh, let's not wait until everybody's burnt out, but let's right. let's help yes. them, let's support them, and equip them with tools and techniques and tactics and and support. Maybe it's coaching, maybe it's uh, psychotherapy, whatever works. But uh, I think re- appreciating that you know, if we take care of our physical health, our health, uh, our mental health requires the same care. Well, this seems like the right place to press pause and to close part one of this live episode of the world of work because we're talking about setting up the world of work with the wowers and the shakers we will pick up this conversation about resilience and about well-being i think it deserves an episode in and of itself actually i think it deserves a podcast in and of itself but for now This is where we're going to press pause. Make sure you tune in to part two. Until the next time, as always, make sure you take good care.